Well, hey guys, welcome back to That Candid Christian. My name is Faith, and by the title of this podcast today, you know exactly what we're talking about. We're going to dive into the Enneagram, which has been a pretty hot topic, I feel like, in the last uh, couple months that I've noticed with um, Christians like kind of really going head to head about uh, one side believing that it has satanic roots and the other one believing that it's just a great tool to use to learn our personalities. And I'm just going to chime in with my story because I took the Enneagram test last year and I know my type. I know all the things. So I'm going to share my experience, things that I learned. And then I, I tried to pull up like information and to just like talk about. Um, So we're just going to dive into it. And I'm going to kind of just, you're going to get my gist of where I kind of stand with it personally. Again, this is my personal belief of what I've seen, my convictions in my own heart, my walk with God. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So to start, I'm going to tell you my story. Uh, when I got into starting my business last year, around, I want to say January, February, I ended up taking the Enneagram test. I probably could pull up my results on my phone because I'm pretty sure they're still in my email. Um, but I went through a, a site called Enneagram Institute, I think it was. Let's see if I can find it on my phone. Hmm. Did I delete it? Um, Enneagram Institute. There it is. Okay. Test. Here are my results. All right. So we're going to pull them up. Okay. So, oh, is it gone? Oh, it won't let me pull them up. Oh, man. I guess it expired. Okay. Anyway, I know what number I am. I tested pretty much saying that I was a number nine. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown. There are nine types, nine personality types. Type one is the reformer. Uh, type two is the helper. Type three is the achiever. Type four is the individualist. Type five is the investigator. Type six is the loyalist. Type seven is the enthusiast. Type eight is the challenger. And like I said, type nine, which I am, is the peacemaker. And trust me, I don't have those memorized. I just read them off my computer screen. But anyway, I got Enneagram nine for mine, meaning peacemaker. So I felt like I kind of resonated with this for sure. Because back like a year ago when I did this test, I definitely went along with the flow. I didn't want to rock anybody's boat. I kept my opinions to myself out of fear that uh, it would stir up conflict. They say that nines want their peace. They they strive for having this peace in their life. And when they don't have peace, um, a lot of stress, they go to six in stress, which is like tons of anxiety. Um, And when they're healthy, I forget what they go to, a three or something like that. Um, But anyway, uh, they're very much focused on their peace and their set like there's we know there's seven deadly sins they added like two to the enneagram so each one has its like deadly sin the nine is a sloth 
so like lazy and they said like they'll retreat and kind of like like go into like their own little box and find things to kind of get lost in because when they're becoming overwhelmed they detach and they like go to their little place where they feel like they have their calm and their peace um they go with the flow of things so they're not much of like a leader all these things and honestly reading it all last year I was like, oh gosh, like I felt like somebody shined a light on me because I'm like, they're kind of exposing like these things about me, you know, like, so my first reaction was like, this was a pretty cool personality test because I feel like it just made me learn about myself and learning how I internalize my anger and how I'll like shut down and keep it in. But then I blow up at some, like some point because I don't know how to like work through talking about things and like I just avoid conflict that and I I don't know so for me eye-opening I also kind of understood like going into the Enneagram when I started diving deeper like more of how my husband is so it made me understand him in a different way so like I was kind of getting deep into it as you can tell like I know quite a bit. I'm also a wing eight. So I'm a challenger, which they call that um, in the book that I read, which is called Journey Back to You. And it's a Christian author who takes the perspective of the Enneagram being like a great tool for Christians. And we'll get into that soon. But I was reading his book, um, pretty much just wanted to get to like type nines um, and the type ones and type eights, because whatever your main number is, whatever number is to the side of you is your wing. And I found out that I have a nine wing eight, meaning it's it's the unicorn, like weird Enneagram. They say it's the rarest one because nines want their peace. They don't like conflict and eights will, they're the challengers. They will um, confront conflict and all this. So, and I've always felt very, very uncomfortable with people who are very assertive and who are the challengers, like I felt like I just could not have conversations with people like that. And anyway, I'm like going down this whole rabbit hole. That's what I learned about myself. So I felt like it was very weird. And then also like I just kept like like encouraging people to take the test, especially like in my business and helping people kind of learn about themselves to to understand where maybe – their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, and the things that they can work on, especially since the business that I'm in, uh, it's it's very personal, you know, conversations one-on-one with people, and um, you want to know how to navigate conversations and all that, and you want to really know who you are to have more confidence in yourself moving forward. So when I went to my business retreat back in September, South Carolina, I did not think I was going to get baptized at the beach um, and come home with this like line drawn in the sand. And, you know, I, I said this many times. I grew up in a Christian home, like always in church, literally always in church. Father's a pastor. My uncle's a pastor. Um, was very involved. Okay. I didn't know as soon as that line was drawn for me in September, that I would kind of start seeing things very differently. So one obviously being this Enneagram test. And so over the last couple months, I've seen a lot 
of Christians um, rave about it. I've seen many, just many people, whether Christian or not, rave about it. You know, everybody loves it. They want to take it. They're encouraging people to take it, to learn about themselves, like understanding their personality and having this more empowering feeling of who they are and how they can work on themselves to like open themselves up. Okay. Well, (laughs) coming back from that trip, just feeling so different um, and having this desire not to be like, let me uh, love myself. Let me figure out myself, myself, myself. It was like, let me figure out God. Let me run towards God. Let me understand him. Let me dive into the Bible. Like I want all of him, you know, um, that it started to just look a little wonky. And my friends also who I'm in business with, who are my best friends, they were very involved in the Enneagram. And even that they were feeling like, I don't know, like about this anymore. I just don't think I need um, some type of personality test to tell me who I am. And it's like truth. So, so true. We, we don't because the Enneagram, while it is a personality test, um, it doesn't define us. It doesn't. Um, Only God does. And we only find out who we truly are when we're seeking God wholeheartedly. And then that's when we start figuring out our purpose and why we are here and what God has called us to do for his glory, not for our own. So as I started diving into the history of the Enneagram, I was kind of shocked to see that a lot of the roots of where this Enneagram came from are disputed. It's very unclear. Um, and there seems to be different uh things that people say, whether it's uh, for spiritual like traditions or um, mathematical or uh, physiological traditions that have just kind of come over years and years and years. It's been like, I think around for a very long time, apparently. But again, I couldn't find like specifics. I mean, I'm, I have a website pulled up right now. This is um, Enneagram 9 Enneagram Solutions. And it's pretty much saying a little bit talking about an Enneagram like drawing that was formed in the 17th century. So this isn't like super new. I think it's just it was, whatchamacallit, transformed a little to appeal to us today. Um, You all have heard of progressive Christianity or just progressive progressivism, whatever. Is that even a word? Like people being very progressive and this uh, very on trend, the woke, all that stuff, very like have to kind of be on that path of the world. And I'm, I'm like very trendy. I'm like, I know this and I'm in on this and all, you know, I feel like this kind of ties in a little bit. We see not just Christians getting involved in the Enneagram. We're seeing like everybody wanting to get involved in the Enneagram. And Christians kind of slapped a sticker on the Enneagram saying like it was like biblical in a way or that it was um, it was made by like Christianity back in, you know, God knows what century because this says there was a drawing obviously in the 17th century. But let's say around that time, like they're trying to say like, oh, well, it has Christian roots, but 
I mean, from all the sources I was reading, it says that it's very unclear of where this roots of uh, the Enneagram came from. And uh, there was one guy who, is it on this website? Where is it? Sorry, one second. I'm trying to find, I think it's here. Uh, Christian Research Service, this one guy was saying that pretty much the guy who was talking about it. Oh man, of course I should have highlighted this and posted it somewhere. But it was saying something about this guy who was a like Catholic, uh, Hindu. It was something strange. I'm like trying to skim real quickly to see if I can find it. But talking about how like uh, this man believed that um, we could tie in like pagan roots into Christianity. And so it was very like, ooh, okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. And this might be a little shock and it's probably a little bit of a detour of our topic today. But did you know that Christmas, Easter, and some other um, holidays that we celebrate, that we try to tie to our faith and the Bible and everything um, has very deep pagan roots. And when we're talking pagans, we're talking um, the gods, okay, not just our God, the one and only Alpha Omega, the creator of this universe. I'm talking the gods, okay, where they were like all about Baal and uh, the sun god and um a lot of people in the occult witchcraft, new age is what we call it today, um, where we have a lot of people who are very into using um, essential oils and crystals and this very intuitive spirituality um, is literally, it's it ties to pagan and witchcraft things. Um, Christmas and even Easter, have a lot of ties to pagan traditions and how they fall in the calendars of uh, the winter solstice, summer solstice, all these things. It's kind of eerie. I'm trying to think of what the documentary was that I watched. Um, It's definitely like, I don't know, it's missing the mark right now. I can't remember the title of what it was. I will look it up. It will be in the show notes uh, below this podcast. So check it out. But I will definitely put it in there for you guys. Um, But I've watched two different documentaries. One even had um, a a occult witch or a new age. I don't know what you want to call it. Speaking about um, the history of how these holidays came to be the traditions of them, the things that they would do. Um, and it it's uh, <laughs> it's very eye-opening. This year, our family actually, I mean, we did Christmas with our family, um, but for ourselves, we actually did Hanukkah, which um, I know some people want to argue that Hanukkah has its own roots. But um, when you actually look at the real story of how Hanukkah came to be, it's pretty cool. And no, it isn't that they just had oil for eight days in uh, the temple. And like, that's why they celebrate Hanukkah. That's actually not a true story, which I found out and thought it was actually pretty cool. The the true story. Again, we're off on that sidetrack. But uh, the occult 
pagan traditions are very, very real today. It's it's everywhere. And I'm, I'm telling you, when you kind of look a little bit deeper at the Enneagram, you can see it. You can. Um, y'all know what a Pentagon or not a Pentagon. What is it? What What's the is it called a Pentagon? Hmm. No, that's what the building is <laughs> in Washington or no, is it even Washington? Oh, Lord. Look at me messing up. Um, what is it called? Pentagram. There we go. It's a pentagram. Doesn't it even sound similar? Pentagram, Enneagram. It's, it's very close. And if you actually compare them side by side, they have liter- literally like similarities uh, to it. So it is strange. Okay. But here's where we kind of look a little bit deeper about uh, this being a personality test. When you take it, there's usually, depending on where you take it, it can be like 100 questions, 150. So pretty much when we're talking about Christians, I feel like many of them have different outlooks on just theology, what the Bible says. We have so many different denominations. It's ridiculous because in my mind, we have one Bible, one. If you are taking things out, changing things up to fit your whatever denomination, there's a problem there, you know, like the Bible should be read as a whole. That's it. Um, So we might not always see the same because of kind of look where we're at today and having literally over like 40,000 denominations. But this is still like facts when we look at the fact that pagan roots are still very embedded into our daily lives today. And I, I guess I will say this. When you learn the things that you do, okay, and how you celebrate in these traditions or participating in things like the Enneagram, you have to decide yourself after looking at different facts that you've probably never heard of before and decide if that's something you feel aligns with the word of God or you know, not just walk away from it. That that's ultimately everybody's own decision because at the end of the day, whatever your convictions are in your heart are going to be different than mine, right? So I want to clarify that. But as for me, I just, I can't anymore with it. Like I understand it. I thought, yes, it kind of showed me a little bit about myself. Sure. But the Enneagram number that I got is not who I am. Uh, The one site that I was actually looking at talked about how um, the tool is used to learn yourself and get more knowledge to better yourself and having more in your life, like, et cetera. Um, When we're looking at stuff like that, like, this is going to help you uplift yourself, make you know yourself. And it's very like self-empowerment. I've said this on my social media. The Bible is not like a self-help book for you to feel better. The Bible is for you to understand God. And while you're understanding God and who he is, you're going to find your identity in Christ. Like that is where our, our Christian you know, selves should be at in the Bible, in the word of God. 
seeking him and not seeking this fulfillment of who we are on this earth and and all this like so i feel like we've had this new age intertwine with christians and it's gotten messy In Deuteronomy 12, 4, it says, Do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagans, pe uh, pagan people worshipped their gods. Um, the Bible has many examples of explaining to us that the way people would praise their gods and the sacrifices and these rituals and these certain things that uh, they, they would hold on to those things didn't just stay back in biblical times, you know, like they're here in the 21st century, just a little bit prettier and put together with a bow, like a bow on it, you know, and it's just like, it's presented uh, to the world. And I, I honestly believe that it's, it's just deceiving. It's very deceiving because that's what the enemy wants, man. He, that's what he wants. He wants us to be deceived by things that seem so just, it's okay. It's just a personality test. You know, it's just to awaken the person you are inside to have more like self-respect for yourself and that you have this knowledge, this like better knowledge of what's good in you and what's evil in you and what you need to work on and be this 100% better version of yourself. Like people get deep into this. I mean, people pay for courses for this to have somebody who's very, like, very much dived into the Enneagram, knows all of them, and then help people find this deeper meaning of their lives and how they can better themselves. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I'm not saying, like, we shouldn't, like, learn about ourselves and to better the person we are but if we're not doing it the right way christians like it, the right way is to be in the bible the right way is to understand who god is we have gotten so far away from putting god where he needs to be on his throne and acting like we can sit in the throne with him and like dictate our lives or just be like, hey, actually, let me let me do this. I'm I'm learning. I know what's good now. I know what what I am and what I'm here to do. It's like it's insanity because we're talking about, again, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the one who created this world and created you for your your abilities and the things that you are able to do. He's given that to you. A test does not determine who you are. And going back to kind of my experience, I felt like I was kind of getting stuck in this. Well, I'm a nine. You know, I'd be like me and my husband would be talking about something. I'd be like, well, that's just a typical nine. You know, like that's just that's just me, honey. Like and then I would kind of make joke about him being like, well, you're just a five. Like all you want is information. You got to research everything. Like my husband's very skeptical. So, you know, I mean, I felt like yes in a way it, it was things it said about us wasn't wrong but at the same time that's not that that might make a part of us you know that personality trait 
might be part of us, but that's not the whole picture. And something that I have learned from being a person who's very, very much like the last, I don't even know, five years or so, deep into personal development books, wanting to get all the self-help books, anything to make me feel better, anything to make me understand my purpose, my calling, who I am as a human, um, and just building up that confidence to do my thing. Oh, Lord. Like, it wasn't the right way. I'm talking five years of like feeling like I went in a freaking circle, you know, like trying to figure out that hole in my heart, that guy was just standing there like, you keep going in this circle, but like, I'm the only one that's going to fill it. I'm the only one that is going to tell you who you are and what your purpose is here on this planet. And God's good, man. He is so good. His word is so powerful. From the second it was written by you know, men on this earth who walked in those times, who walked with Jesus, who were imperfect people, but still leaned on God and God used them in such miraculous ways. That's the same God back then who is working in you right now. And when we are tied to things that are, I'm sorry, we can make idols of anything, right? we can. So when you're putting what this test says you are above what God says you are, there's going to be a disconnect, you know? And I mean, to each their own, I'm going to, I'm going to say that again, to each their own when it comes to this. But when you look at it and when you understand more pagan traditions. When you understand the occult, I actually follow um, a girl on Instagram and her account's private, but it's called uh, Follow the Narrow Way. She is incredible. She is a uh, an ex-witch. She was a part of the occult. She talks very deeply into topics of like crystals, essential oils, um, which is one I really want to talk about one day, more about the essential oils and like the new age stuff because I love essential oils and I'd love to kind of talk about that one day. But anyway, she goes deep into these things and I'm, Ooh, I'm not sure if she's ever touched on the Enneagram. She might have, but anything that deters you away from the Bible is a distraction from the enemy. I'm sorry. It is. It is. It's a, it's a way for you to be like, well, I'm this. I'm I'm staying trendy. I'm, you know, like, and I feel bad saying that. I'm not trying to, like, get under anybody's skin because I know a lot of people and a lot of Christians really enjoy this Enneagram based off of my convictions here, okay? It was something that made me feel like I was putting myself in a box, making excuses, and, like, holding way too much value on compared to what God was trying to teach me. And I think that day that I um, got baptized, um, there was a line drawn in the sand and there was no going back. So I think when us Christians come back to the basics, when we're diving into the word of God and we're studying it, and 
I've said this, you know, in my last podcast, we're talking about studying the Bible. I actually just created a freebie cheat sheet um, on my website at thatcandidchristian.com. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, you see like the freebie section, just click on it and it will get sent directly to your email. Tons of others there too uh, that I just created. But, you know, I, I don't believe it's that hard to dive into your word and start absorbing more than you ever have before to understand who God is. He's not a self-help book. It's not there to go make you smile when you need it or make you feel less anxious when you need it. It's to truly understand him, his love for us, his promises, and everything he's done in history and what he's still doing today. I had this conversation with my mom one day and I was just like, we never stopped living in biblical times. We're still in biblical times. We still are. Like from the beginning to the end, we are in biblical times. And I think a lot of Christians, you know, with whatever they're doing, whether they're just like a new age Christian believing um, in visions and and being able to speak to, I, I've literally had this conversation with somebody, believing that they could speak to other people's past relatives and um, tell them pretty much what heaven's like and things like we, we you can go down some real weird paths with these things and it's stuff I don't I don't even want to touch with a 10-foot pole you know because the bible is our blueprint for everything we need it really is you can interpret the scripture with more scripture everything ties together and it is it's the manual we need not not some personality test that's going to tell us who we are. So um, pretty much looking back, I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't regret taking the test because I think for me getting into it, starting to dive a little deep into it made me realize how it can start becoming this idol or it can start becoming this, um, something you put on a pedestal that's made you realize just who you are and that I'm sorry it's that's false identity it's not who you are just because it says that you are a peacemaker and you avoid conflict and that's like you're just you know you're not a leader and all these things and it's just like so much of it that I was reading about myself it's like yeah that's me that's me like obviously I was trying to challenge that and trying to grow past that but then it's like God got a hold of my heart and I started speaking truth and I started to, to not care what people thought of me, you know, like, because I didn't, the Enneagram didn't make me find my personality. You know, the Enneagram didn't fill that void in my heart that made me feel more confident. God did. God did that. God came in and made me realize you are more than just somebody who wants to hold on to peace in their life, who struggles with anxiety and doesn't want to um, engage in conflict. You are more than that. You are a child of God. You're gonna speak things, Faith, that make you uncomfortable because that's what I want you to do. You know, it's just God came in and he did something completely different. And it's just like, that's what I said earlier, God is good. He is so good because when we, Give him our full attention. When we go, God, you show me who I am here. 
I don't care about some freaking test and number and what my whatever the nine deadly sins apparently that are tied to it. I don't know what the other ones are, but I know seven that are in the Bible are in there and then they added two more. But like I whatever, you know, let it let it be. Tell me who I am. Help me in those areas that I am struggling in to be bold. Give me confidence in speaking your truth, God. Give me the words to say. Lead me where you need me to go. All for your glory, not my own. Telling you, it's it's what the the church and the body of Christ need to wake up to. All these false little things that are leading us astray and to be more like this world, it's it's not what we need. It's not going to bring us any fulfillment. It's not going to it's not going to do a darn thing. It's just going to lead us around in circles trying to search for what? <laughs> like that hole that only God can fill. Uh, Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, enter through the narrow gate for the wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only few find it. Only a few. I don't know about you. I don't want to follow along with progressive Christianity. I don't want to follow along with all the trends and try to stay woke and all these. I don't care. I don't care because that's that shouldn't be the identity that you're searching. It just shouldn't be. Sorry. Like the identity you need to be searching today is the only one you ever needed to fill you and to stop that void of searching this world over for it. It's God. He's going to tell you who you are that's it. That's the podcast. (laughs) I don't really have anything else to say. There's, there's a lot to this. You can dive into the Enneagram if you want to and, you know, learn more about it and where they say there's just tons of descents from different religions and um, all the things. I'm just, I just wanted to touch on a few things that I've honestly looked at and, guys, just my, my stance on it again is I don't regret taking it because I believe God showed me things that I needed to to go through last year to break free and to let go of those chains and walk out of that dark, dark pit that I was in for way too long. And I encourage you guys dive into your Bibles, dive into them. I want to create um, a reading plan one day. I'd like to actually just create way more, uh, for Christians who are just wanting to dive into the word of God. And, um, that's why, you know, I created this whole, that candid Christian, why I post more about Christianity and faith and God on my, my Instagram and, uh, my whole website. That's what, that's why I made this all. Cause I knew, like myself, I wanted to just be immersed in God's word and sharing that. So definitely follow along for it. Um, I do have a Bible plan that I follow right now and I can leave it below as well. If you guys are interested in that, 
But um, yeah, I think that's really all I have for today. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry if this maybe hits some nerves for some of y'all. Um, but it's good. It's good. It helps you to go research some things. It helps you to dive a little bit deeper and have that one-on-one conversation with God, um, you know, on how you move forward with all of it. Um, let's just really give God a chance, though, you know, to, to show us things um, about it. But again, we're, we're all on our own path. We're all going to stand before God one day, and that's that's between you and God. So I'll leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed today's um, podcast. <laughs> I will be back next week with another one. Um, I think next week's might be a marriage talk with my husband and tying in just kind of biblical um, things tied to marriage and all of that. So anyway. It will be good. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss anything. And if you could leave a review that helps so much, uh, just get this podcast seen by more. Um, So it's definitely a blessing if you could. And yeah, you can subscribe to my website for um, newsletters, updates, all the things. So yeah. All right. I will see you guys real soon. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.